This Bless conference his name. will now be recorded. Glorify his name because he's God. He's been good to us, even in times that we were not even good to ourselves and not even good to him. He's still faithful. He's still just. He still loves us unconditionally. Even when we sin against him, he still calls us to come to him. My brother, my sister, I want you to join me as we sing to worship the name of our Lord. Amen. 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 We worship you, Son of God, you are so good, Almighty Father, hallowed be your name, your dominion. Yes, forevermore, Adonai, Adonai, we worship you, Son of God, you are so good, Almighty Father. Hallowed be your name, your dominion is forevermore. Almighty Father, hallowed be your name, your dominion. Is forevermore. Adonai, Adonai, we worship you. Son of God, you are so good. Almighty Father, Hallowed be your name, your dominion is forevermore. Almighty Father, hallowed be your name, your dominion is forevermore. Almighty Father, hallowed be your name. Your dominion is forevermore. Almighty Father, hallowed be your name. Your dominion is forevermore. Almighty Father, hallowed be your name. 
your dominion is forevermore. Adonai, Adonai. We worship you, we worship you now. Son of God, you are so good. Almighty Father, hallowed be your name. Your dominion is forevermore. Almighty Almighty Father, hallowed be your name. Your dominion is forevermore. Almighty Father, hallowed be your name. Your dominion is forevermore. Almighty Father, hallowed be your name. Your dominion is forevermore. Immortal God, invisible God, immortal God, how great the harm, immortal God, invisible God, immortal God, how great the a great of heart, 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 What a mighty God, 
Good evening. Thank you, Sister Eva. Thank you very much. Indeed, it says you enter God's gate with thanksgiving. So you should also praise his holy name. So you thank God for the privilege to once again come before his presence. You are grateful for 
God giving us the opportunity to come before his presence, to come and pray, to come and give prayer of thanksgiving, prayer of praise, prayer of worship, and prayer of intercession. We are aware that prayer is one of the greatest tools we have as Christians. So we are grateful indeed that we have the opportunity and this platform to always come every evening to come and cry out to God, to come and cry out to God so that indeed our burdens will be lifted. Our burdens will be lifted. So we are grateful to God. In Luke 18, verse 1, it tells us, God said, man ought always to pray and not faint. So it tells us to be persistent in our prayer. You must be persistent in our prayer life. And as Christians, you, are, you aspire to be more like Christ, to be Christ-like. And you all know that Jesus spent long night. Jesus had all night. Jesus woke up early in the morning to go and pray. So it says Jesus withdrew himself to go and pray. Jesus had all night. So the opportunity to come before God to pray and seek his face is a great privilege. And for prayers to be effective, you all know that indeed he must ask, he must ask within the will of God. And we must also pray with faith. And it must also come as one. He said there must be unity in agreement. He might agree on one thing, God will answer. As he stated in Matthew 18, 18 and 20. So if you agree on one thing, God will answer. For as we come, we come to intercede. Prayer also serves as a form of intercession. So when we come, we come to intercede. We come to in first Timothy. It also first Timothy verse two and one. Say first of all, then I ask that petitions, that is specific requests, prayers, intercessions, that is intercession, prayer for others, be offered on behalf of all people. So you come to offer prayers on behalf of all people. So tonight, as we have come to offer prayers on behalf of ourselves, of this network and of all people, first we give a prayer of thanksgiving. We give a prayer of petition, prayer, asking for our forgiveness of sin, prayer, asking for God to come and dwell in our midst. Prayer for us. But you also know that all living, one of the things that we pray in our body also for growth of this particular network. Every All living creatures grow. But unlike natural growth, spiritual growth is not automatic. You must be desirous and hungry for spiritual growth. So as we come to petition, we pray that indeed we must be hungry and desirous for growth. As he says in Matthew 5, verse 9, say, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. God's word is telling us that if we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we shall be filled. So you must be actively seeking to stand right before God. God tells us to be holy just as he's holy. So let us actively stand before God to seek his face, to petition him, to bring prayer of petitions and prayer of requests. And for the network to grow, you must ourselves grow spiritually. So today, most of the prayer be for our own spiritual growth. For the network to grow, we must grow spiritually. When we grow spiritually ourselves, then be empowered to teach and minister better Onto others. For Christians, our goal is to be more like Jesus. So that is one of the main goals as Christians that 
we have. So our first prayer is a prayer of thanksgiving. God has been good to us. God has been good to us. God has kept us. God has protected us. God has provided for us. God has done many things for us that we ourselves, we are not even aware of. So when we come before God, first we have to come and give thanks to God. We have to come and give thanks to God for God, for God desire or thanks. God desires that we give thanks. So when you have to thank God and pray to his glorious name. So tonight when we come, our first prayer is a prayer of thanksgiving. That indeed we come to thank God. We come to thank God for the gift of life. We come to thank God for the gift of salvation. We come to thank God for health, for strength, and for his protection, for, for provisions of ourselves, and for the opportunity to come before him tonight. So let us cry on to God. Let us raise our voice in prayer and pray and thank God because he requires of us to pray, to pray always. He says you pray always and you thank him. So let us pray and give thanks to God. So our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the grace and for the privilege to come before you every night, to come and pray and to come and give thanks. You yourself, you say, she come before you. We praise your word that we should give thanks unto you, O God. Come into your presence and we are saying thank you, God. Thank you for the many things that you, Lord, have done in our lives, for the many protections that you, Lord, have granted us. For our salvation, we are grateful. We were dead in our transgression, we were dead in our sins, O Lord. For your grace, we thank you for the prayer blinded with the mind, with the eyes of the world, oh Lord. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you for the God, you Lord, you continue to guide us. Your hand will continue to be upon us, oh Lord. That indeed, oh Lord, your hand will continue to be upon us. Indeed, God, you made us aware that indeed you desire thanksgiving. When you saw the lepers, oh Lord, and only one came to give you something. So, God, we thank you for our life. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your provisions. We thank you for the strength that you, Lord, have given us. That indeed, you continue to grant us grace. You continue to heal us. You continue to protect us. We cannot but come before you to come and give you thanks. There are many things, oh Lord, Father, that you do for us that indeed we are not aware of, oh Lord. You protect ourselves, our family, our loved ones, oh Lord. In our traveling, oh Lord, you protect us. You, Lord, you provide for us in difficulties, oh Lord, it will be provide for us. So you cannot but come to give you thanks for the many things, oh Lord, that you continue to do on our behalf and for the many things that you continue to do for us. So we are grateful, Lord. We are grateful for your healing grace upon ourselves and upon our family. We are grateful for the strength that you, Lord, have given us. We are grateful for the wisdom, oh Lord, that you have, you have granted us to take daily decisions, oh Lord, that indeed you will not go wayward. We are grateful for the provisions of the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit to live us, to lead us, us, oh Lord. We thank you for your deliverance, oh God. We thank you for your preservation, oh God. Thank you for the 
Amen. As we continue to pray, you also made aware that God is a holy God. The Father, God, God loves us, but He hates sin. God does not want us to continue to walk in sin, oh Lord. It says in Isaiah 59 that our sins are have brought a separation between us and God. You, can, you cannot keep on walk, walking in sin. God saved you, but God has given us a provision to repent of our sins and you confess of our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us. Because as we have come before his presence, we pray that indeed God will forgive us of our Let us examine ourselves and, and confess sins that will bring a separation between God. That's every sin that we are battling with, oh Lord. Let us, let us bring it under the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because He is our advocate who is pleading on our behalf. Because He says He confesses our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So, Lord, we thank You for Your grace. Let us pray. Let us pray and ask for forgiveness of sins. Thank You for Your grace and thank You for the provisions of sins, O Lord. That in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the blood. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the blood of the Lord Jesus for the cleanses of our sins. We plead on our behalf that our sins will be forgiven. We plead on our behalf that indeed we are forgiven our sins. Oh God, as you have prayed, and you know that you, Lord, have listened. You also continue to pray, oh Lord, and seek the presence of God, oh Lord. So let us pray and seek the presence of God, oh Lord. The Holy Spirit will help us, O oh Lord. So the Holy the Holy Spirit going or same send us the Holy Spirit, O oh Lord. Let us pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit to be with us. God tell us when you were born indeed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. And he also told us to be full of the Holy Spirit, not to be drunk on wine. So he's the one he asks, so whenever two or more people are gathered in his name, he is there. You know that indeed the letters pray for the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy, the power of the Holy Spirit will manifest here. Let us also pray for the Holy Spirit also to lead, to take control, or to lead this session. Let us pray for, for the person, O oh Lord, for the Holy Spirit to show the leader, so that indeed his teachings, O oh Lord, will be in accordance with the will of God for our life. For the Holy Spirit to fill us, for the presence of the Holy Spirit to fill this particular session, and for the Holy Spirit also to show the leader, indeed, that, that the presence of the Holy Spirit will fill this session, and indeed his manifest presence will be to be felt. So let us pray and seek the presence of the Holy Spirit for, the, for tonight's session. Oh Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for the Father who lost it. But you are more gathered in your name, oh Lord, there you are. So God, we thank you for the Father tonight. You are gathered in your name. 
Come and teach us, oh God, in the name of Jesus, we need more than yesterday. the grace of the Holy Spirit, oh Lord, fill us, oh Lord. We continue to pray and also ask, oh Lord, let us pray for the, we are, we are aware that in this spiritual growth is not automatic. So you must desire and test for the for the prayer for righteousness, oh Lord. And when you desire and test for righteousness, God Himself will feel like. So it's a Jesus Christ Himself grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor before God and man. So I pray as as they said in Luke 252 that indeed Jesus Christ kept increasing in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Our prayer is that you also grow in wisdom. And in stature and in favor before God of man. So pray that you also test and hunger for God's word. You also pray that indeed the word of God will dwell in us. Indeed, the word of God, you, you, you grow in the word of God. In Colossians 3 16, it says that the word of, uh, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So let us pray for that indeed you grow in wisdom and in stature in favor before God and man, and also for the word of God to dwell in us richly. When the word of God dwells in us, you know that indeed you go according to the leadings of the Holy Spirit, that you grow and increase in the word. So let us pray that indeed and to be obedient to the word of God. So let us pray for the word of God to dwell in us richly and for us to grow in wisdom and in stature in favor before God and man. So let us pray. God, we thank you for your grace and we thank you, brother, for the fact that you, Lord, have given us Jesus, 
Our prayer is that, oh Lord, you also grow in wisdom, oh Lord. You also grow in wisdom in your word, oh Lord. You grow in your way. Say, your word have I made in my hand, oh Lord, that I will not sin against you, Lord. You pray that indeed you only grow in favor before God and man, oh Lord. As you grow in wisdom in your word, you know that you grow in favor before God and man. You pray that the word will also grow in us, oh Lord. You pray that the word of God will also grow in us, oh Lord. Indeed, your word will grow in us richly, so that yeah. your word will shape our life. So wherever you go, you serve as a of our Lord and Jesus Christ. That indeed your word will shape our life, oh Lord. You pray that indeed your word will grow in us, so that you will know the details of the spirit. You will have the mind of Christ. When the word continues to do that, because you have the mind of Christ, oh Lord, our way, our heart to be in accordance with the will of God concerning our life for our life. God, we pray that let your word continue to dwell in us, oh Lord. Let your word continue to dwell in us, oh Lord. God, we pray that your word continue to dwell. Say, your word have I hidden in my heart, oh Lord, that I will not sin against you, Lord. Your word that I hid, have I hidden in my heart so that I will not sin against you. God, we pray that indeed your word will continue to dwell in us, O oh Lord. That indeed you continue to put your laws into our minds and you write them on our hearts so that indeed you never forget, you never forget you, o Lord. That indeed you live according to the details of the spirit. That indeed, O oh Lord, our heart in our in our everyday activity, you act in accordance with the will and the word of God for our life. That you act in accordance with the will and the word of God for our life. God, we thank you for the privilege, we thank you for the grace that indeed your word is there for us. That indeed. You Lord grant us wisdom. You increase in wisdom. You increase in wisdom in your word in understanding of your word. You increase in wisdom in your word and in the understanding of your word. God, you pray, thank you. You also continue to pray with let us continue to pray. As you read scriptures in Philippians 3 10, it tells us that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Being made conformable unto his death. So our prayer is that indeed you may know him, that you may know him, not only know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that you know the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, that indeed you be conformable, you be, you be obedient unto his word, so that so that at the end you can say that you press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So let us pray our prayer that you know God, you know the power of his resurrection, that indeed by his resurrection, indeed. Our sins have has been forgiven. The gift of the Holy Spirit have been given. So let us pray that indeed you may know Him and the power of His resurrection. So let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for your grace and we thank you for your hand. That indeed, as your children, oh Lord, that you will know you as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That you know indeed, indeed the victory that you, Lord, have came for us, oh Lord. But we thank you for your grace that indeed you may know you and the power of your resurrection. You may know you, oh Lord, and the power of your resurrection. That you may know, O oh Lord, that you may know you, O oh Lord, you may know your ways, you may know the desires, you may know the will of God concerning our lives. So in the mighty name of Jesus, we have desire that we may know you, O God. We have desire that we may know you, O God. The mighty name of the Lord, Jesus Christ. The mighty name of the Lord. That's all. The mighty name of the Lord. And the fellowship of your children. 
to share with you concerning the descending the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, for those of you who know, when we talk about ministry, we are talking about service. Okay, we are talking about service. I, tonight, I don't want to go into Greek and Hebrew. My time is already spent, but I feel the move of the Holy Spirit. I feel the move of his angels. And, and, and I, I really want to stay true to the time and, 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 and to the topic, discerning the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So the first thing, we want to just explain the terms before we go ahead. So when we talk about discernment, we are talking about separating truth from what a lie. We are talking about separating and, and, and identifying deception. Because in deception, when you look at the definition of deception, you only recognize you have been deceived after it has happened. So normally, people don't know they are being deceived. They will be told a certain thing. They, they've gone they've gone through all the process then at the end of the day they realize that wow it was a lie when we talk about ponzi scheme when we talk about um, um, 419 sakawa all these things in the beginning you are too sure that you are you are you are you are you are you are in the path of everything is correct everything is set you are you believe it in fact this i think last month a friend of mine sent me um, um something it was a, a pro forma invoice okay and the performa invoice had been given to them from a, a company, a Brazilian company. And so I don't know who told them. I think a pastor in Ghana told them about me and said that they wanted someone who understands Portuguese to look at the thing. Now, when I looked at the thing and they get, I looked at the, everything, when I checked the company, everything was correct. But then I said, let me just call the company. When I called the company, I realized that everything was not correct. Because now I saw that somebody had just created a fake email and had taken all the details of an authentic company and was chatting with these people and the investment we're going to do was over, I mean, in, 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 in Ghana City, that is over 2 million Ghana City to export from the major exporter of, I don't want to mention the product, here in Brazil to Ghana. Now, I asked myself, and even me, as at the time I looked and I checked all the, 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 the accounting information, all the places where you used to check whether a company is correct and registered, everything was correct. Until I got in touch with the company and they told me, they said, the problem is the email that your friend, the email that your friend got the information through is not an email. That email is a fake email. And look at that. They were going to do a deal and they were already going to make a down payment of, of some $63,000. And I was just sitting there thinking, this is how deception is. When you are deceived, you believe you're on the path that is right until the end. And the ministry of the Holy Spirit is discernment. And people of God, there are so many things to, to, to share, but I want to just focus on one tonight. Because in the book of John chapter 16, Jesus starts to talk about the Holy Spirit and his coming. If somebody can help me with it, I'm, I'm, I think I'll read from John chapter 15, the latter part of John 15, um, from verse 26. Father, bless the reading of your word in the name of Jesus. It says, but when the counselor comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, even the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness to me. And you also are witnesses because you have been with me from the beginning. Now, tonight, I want you, I want you to, to understand something. Sometimes 
I like to share with you how the Holy Spirit teaches me because for me it's very, very easy. Like I just read this thing, but the counselor whom I shall send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness to me. So in verse 26, he said to me, One, right, the counseling spirit. Number two, the witnessing spirit. Because one, he is a counselor, he is the one that will give advice. Two, he is the one that will give uh, will serve as a witness. Why? Because you and I, when Jesus died, we were not there. We are in 2022. You didn't see Jesus die. Why do you believe Jesus died? Why are you a Christian? Because uh, the witnessing spirit, the spirit that came upon Jesus and the spirit that was with him, uh, even with the spirit that uh, raised Jesus from the dead uh, is a witness. A witness is someone uh, who only not, not just saw, but witnessed something and testifies. Uh, so when they stand in the witness box, they don't see, they talk. A witness is not just someone who sees, it's someone who can defend, who can articulate, who can speak to the issue. The person can give detailed information. That is why the Bible said, it said the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. He searches the deep things of God. So how can he search God if he doesn't know where God is? How can he search God if he's not seeing God? How can he search God if he does not have access to God? So he is God and he searches the deep things of God. That is to say that you have Father, you have Son, and you have Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the witness of who? Of the, of the Son, Jesus. And Jesus will witness concerning the Father. So the process we go through as Christians is that when you come into God, when you hear about Jesus, the Holy Spirit will quicken you. And then as he quickens you, he will come and stay in your heart. And we now call you a Christian. When we call you a Christian, that is the beginning of your walk. Because now Jesus is still a mystery to you. You have heard of a message that someone died and wants to have a love relationship with you. But now the Holy Spirit must now reveal Jesus to you. So he is the witnessing spirit because now he will come and testify of Jesus and he will tell you that this man, Jesus, he is the spirit of truth. Okay, but the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if you want to know truth, Jesus Christ is truth, but you cannot know truth without the Holy Spirit. It's the same way you read your Bible and you, will, you ask yourself, what, what, what are these people seeing that I'm not seeing? The, there is nothing. There is no mystery. The code, the password is the Holy Spirit. So, then we come to chapter 16. No, well, let me just read verse 27. And you also are witnesses because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said all this to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues and all these things. Okay, let me just jump to verse 6. But 16 verse 6. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convince the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So I wrote here, he is the convicting spirit. When you want to descend the ministry of the Holy Spirit, there must always be that word, discernment. Why? 
Because even truth, it can be used to deceive. Why is it that they were able to convince somebody that the person was dealing with an authentic company in Brazil? Because they had some truth in it. Everybody who has been deceived, oh, my ladies, oh, can we speak some truth? Every guy that broke your heart, he had a certain quality that made you believe him. I tell you. Hey, nobody has slept with you against your will. <laughs> Did I say against your will? It's not against your will. If somebody slept with you and later on you said that the relationship and you said that you are crying and then you call a pastor and say that and he used me. He didn't use you. There was something about the guy. He managed to convince you that he was true and truly he took advantage of you. And that is why you need the Holy Spirit. What do you do when everything around you tells you that this thing is true? This thing is of God. In fact, right now, I'm even going in God. And God is saying that, no, my daughter, no, my son, this is not the way to go. This is not the way to go. In First Corinthians and Second Corinthians, Paul is writing a letter to a church that is full of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There was nothing lacking for those people. If it is tongues, they say they prophesy to the extent that Paul has to say, prophesy one by one. Can you imagine? DPN, can you imagine a time when now the person who is leading worship is prophesied, the person who is leading opening prayer is prophesied before apostle will come? Hey, and then at that time, we'll be calling it what progress. And then Paul comes and says, that you see, this thing you people you are doing, you have the gifts in abundance. But he said that love, he said, if you do all these things, if you speak the tongues of men and angels, but there is no love, you have missed it. So what is he trying to say? He's trying to say that even in the truth of the blessing, the gifts of the Spirit are a blessing. But he's trying to say that for you to discern the right use of the gifts of the Spirit, there must be love. So if I prophesy and the prophecy is not given out of love, it is not a blessing. I'm telling you. That is why today we have many, many, many problems in the church in Ghana. Because you see, if I'm hungry and I realize that there are people who need a word, I can tell them something. Oh, and when I tell them something, I will tell them and they will don't even give me seed. If I, I'll tell them I'm going to fast, they will give me prayer points and they will give me seed. A lot of people do it in Ghana. But that is not the ministry of Jesus Christ. Jesus was not fasting for people. <laughs> Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. This is what I'm talking about. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. What kind of service is the Holy Spirit serving you? How can the Holy Spirit lead you to a place of temptation? The man was just baptized. And you will think that the first thing is that one line, one by, line by line, one by one, and prophesy to all these people, lay hands. Then Jesus came and he said he was led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted on the Therefore, what kind of spirit can lead you to a place of temptation? I'm talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, he said three things. One, he'll convince the world and convict unrighteousness in judgment and sin. Number, verse nine, concerning sin because they do not believe in me. What is they do not believe in me? Jesus Christ is saying that huh, the world does not believe that Jesus is Lord. Why that, doesn't the world believe Jesus is Lord? Because they don't know the Holy Spirit. That's all. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. 
So when Jesus was on earth, he was the voice of righteousness. When we talk about righteousness, you're talking about right standing with God. It is when you stand before God and he says that this thing you are doing at this time, you are doing the right thing at the right time in the right way. So when, when Jesus went to John the Baptist to be baptized, John the Baptist said, hey, what, what are you trying to do? And Jesus said, no, permit it that we must fulfill all righteousness. So it's Jesus Christ knew righteousness. He was righteousness. He is righteousness. But when he left the earth, now the one who will show us what is right to be done is the Holy Spirit. So now we are spoken about the... Oh, Sister Diana, God bless you. Eh? You have posted the scriptures for me. God bless you. We are spoken about the, the convicting spirit. We are spoken about the witnessing spirit. We are spoken about the counseling spirit. And in this conviction, there are three aspects. One, the conviction of sin. Two, the conviction of righteousness. And the last one, in verse 11, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Now, you and I, we are in this world. When you look at the world, do you think that the ruler of this world is being judged? Who is the ruler of the world? Satan. He's the prince of the power of the air. When you look at the airwaves, when you put on your TV, when you see what is happening, when you see what is happening in Ukraine, do you think the devil is being judged? No! Because as a human being, you just see one side. And as, 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 as good as you are, and even as good as you are as a Bible student, all you see is that, hey, the devil is winning, oh. Look at the number of people. Do you know what is happening in the church today? Do you know the field? Do you know the corruption? But you see, what you don't see is what the Holy Spirit can reveal to you. The Holy Spirit is saying that the, the devil is being judged and princes and powers are being judged. And by you and I, when we look with our eyes, we don't see judgment. But what is judgment to God? The judgment to God is that Everything the enemy did to kill Jesus is rather ended in giving Jesus a chance to resurrect and save humankind for eternity. So everything that the enemy is doing, fulfilling prophecy, he thinks he's winning, but he's really playing into the game Jesus Christ set for him. Everything he is doing is making sure, let me tell you something, let me tell you something. When you see a war, or when you see happenings, or when you see tragedy, all you see is, hey, and what is this, oh, let us pray, oh, listen, go and check, oh, Ukraine is not a, some holy, I don't know, I don't know what, what term, Ukraine has a lot of corruption, there are a lot of filthy things that happened in Ukraine, there's a lot of things that have gone on, which you and I do not know about, when you see God allowing something to happen in a certain place, you have to look at it from the two sides, because the word of God is a two-edged sword. When you use only one side of the sword, you don't see the other side. Because Poland is there. Hungary is there. All those countries are there. Why is it that God is allowing this thing to happen to Ukraine? Well, one, there is a reason why God is allowing a certain judgment. If you check the places that the Russians are targeting, there are so many things going wrong in those places. You know the funny thing? Anytime you see the judgments of God, wherever they happen, wherever they fall, you must see that something went wrong. There's a city in Brazil. I think last month or so, everybody was talking about it. Petropolis. You said people died. Go and see Petropolis. 
in Rio de Janeiro, it is like the when you talk about the favelas where they build that city, they are just uh, uh, they, they were in terrible sin. A man of God had gone there, prophesied, they will repent. And people were saying, Let's prayer, let's prayer. But you see, they are seeing one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is that these people have seen to the extent that even when God could have mercy, God has to allow. Because judgment is also the final grace of God. So the prince of this world, the princes of darkness, they are being judged. If you don't understand, you think that, oh, right now everything is more set for the Antichrist to come. No! Everything is not just more set for the Antichrist to come. You and I, when we die today, we are going to glory by the grace and mercies of God. But don't you get it? Until the Antichrist comes, until the beast comes, until all these things happen, Jesus Christ will not come on earth to reign for a thousand years. So it looks to you that the story is getting bad. But for God, the story is getting better. We are getting closer to the end. We are getting closer to redemption. We are getting closer to the place where we can end this whole thing. Because all that God is doing is trying to bring the part of the kingdom of the earth into subjection to the rulership of Jesus Christ. So demons are being punished. Principalities and powers are being punished. It takes revelation to know. By the Spirit of God. Now, in verse 12, it says, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So I wrote here, the Spirit that guides in truth. He said, this Spirit, when he comes, <laughs> he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. So I wrote, the declaring Spirit. Or the prophesying spirit. He said, this spirit, he will glorify me. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Verse 14. So I wrote, <laughs> the declaring spirit. Yes, and, I, and, I, and I said, he is the glorifying spirit. The spirit that glorifies Jesus. Verse 15. All that the father has is mine. Therefore I said, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And I said, so he is the giving spirit. There is nothing that we receive. If it is really from God, then it must have come through the Holy Spirit or the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That is why we cannot give until we have received. That is why when Jesus died and the apostles, after they have received the Holy Spirit of Pentecost, they looked at that man at the beautiful gate, that man who could not walk. And Peter said, look upon us. Silver and gold we don't have, but such as we have. What was he trying to say? He said, the Holy Ghost. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The Holy Ghost. That is the witnessing spirit. The witnessing spirit. The spirit that testifies that Jesus died. That Jesus went down into the grave. That Jesus rose. Uh, that he lives. Uh, and in his name, uh, all authority uh, has been given unto Christians. Uh, he said, that spirit is in us. Uh, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And the man began to walk. So Jesus passed by the beautiful gate. He entered the chapel. He didn't raise that man. Jesus passed the days of Jesus. There were so many blind people Jesus didn't heal. He left them for you and I. And so why did Jesus leave some of these things? He said, greater work shall you do because I go to the Father. What was he trying to say? He's trying to say that even Jesus, everything he did, he did through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. How do we know this? 
there came a time in the life of Jesus. Garden of Gethsemane. It said that Jesus prayed. He prayed until his sweat was blood. And he said, if possible, take this cup away from me. Hey! Do you know that you and I, we nearly lost salvation because in the flesh, it was difficult for Jesus to go to the cross. He said that he cried out to God and then God sent angels and they came and strengthened him. So Jesus was showing us. He said, indeed, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Jesus didn't make that comment so that we'll use it to say that this is why I've fallen. No, Jesus Christ made that comment after he had prayed and angels are strengthening him so that he could go to the cross. So that we too, when we say that, we will say that, oh, you know what? My spirit was uh, willing, my flesh was weaker, but glory be to God for the Holy Ghost. In the ministry of the Holy Ghost, there will be angelic ministration. So there is no angelic ministration which is not under the authority of the Holy Spirit. That is why we have faith prophetic ministration because prophetic ministry must be subject to the will of the Holy Spirit. If that ministry is not subject to the will of the Holy Spirit, it is being done outside of the will of God, outside of the parameters of God. That is why the angels that fell, the angels that taught men, the things that shouldn't have been taught to men, the spirit of the watches, the Nephilim, they came down and they taught men things that were not supposed to be taught to men. Sometimes you need to sit down and ask yourself, some of the things we are doing as a church, if this thing was so much like that, why didn't Jesus teach us? Why didn't the Holy Ghost teach the early church? We will manifest God in another dimension. But we must remember, the Spirit must guide us in truth. Because even in truth, he said that the devil, he manifests as an angel of light. Can you, if you see an angel of light, the first thing that comes into your mind will not be devil. I promise you. If you are in your room and suddenly you have not put on light and suddenly the whole room is lit up and a spirit is appearing to you and saying, hey, go on your knees. Don't you respect authority? <laughs> Get up from today. Go to this place. Do this, do this. You must first ask, did you believe that Jesus came in the flesh? Can you say Jesus is Lord? You must, there are things you must do to test the spirits. So we must be able to descend the Holy Spirit only if we, we will only be able to descend the ministry of the Holy Spirit if we can remember the teachings of Jesus. If we can go back to the book and look at the things Jesus said he would do. So if your Holy Ghost is doing things that Jesus didn't say he would do, then you must realize that maybe this your Holy Ghost is not correct. Because your Holy Ghost always talks about money. Your Holy Ghost always talks about prosperity. That is not the only thing the Holy Spirit was going to talk about. Because all the things we have said about here, as you have been reading with me, I've not been reading from any other book. He's the counseling spirit. He's the witnessing spirit. He's the convicting spirit. He's the spirit that guides in truth. He's the glorifying spirit. He's the declaring and the prophesying spirit. He's the giving spirit. This is the spirit that reveals Jesus. So ask yourself, why is it that every time your Holy Ghost that you are talking about, his ministry has not revealed Jesus to you some more? These are the things that should worry you. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. So I'm trying to give you that the, the, the key that you need 
to descend and minister the Holy Spirit. Number one is Jesus being revealed. Number two is there conviction concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment? There was a book I read called Purifying the Prophetic. And he was talking about how we can get to a place in prophetic ministry where we no longer talk about Jesus because we have access to the spirit realm and we are always communing with angels and demons. But we must come back to descend the ministry of the Holy Spirit because in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, Jesus must be exalted. In the ministry of the Holy Spirit, it is a must. People must be convicted of sin. Now, if you are sinning and you are successfully in a group, you should ask yourself, where is the Holy Spirit in that group? Because there is no conviction. I went to a church in the South. I, I didn't say anything. I just went to the church and I sat down. We closed the church service. I didn't do anything in the service. I just went as a member. I sat down. They, told, they introduced us, Africans who have come here. That was all. Okay. We entered the service. The president of the church came to me, back door. He said, when I saw you, I, I, I was convicted of my sins. That was the first time. I, I didn't know what that was. I didn't have any understanding. I didn't know what that was. I said, what is this? I mean, I've not done anything. I, mean, I don't even know what your sins are. He said, when I saw you, you entered the church. I was convicted of my sins. And later on, I will find out that even that man was an ex-convict. He had done issues. He had so He was the president of a church. So this man was, was somebody who hadn't reconciled with God. As to how God did it, I don't know. But all I know is that the Holy Spirit did a work I cannot explain. Is the Holy Spirit convicting you of judgment? Is the Holy Spirit convicting you of righteousness? When the Holy Spirit says this is the right thing to do, and you are doing something, you know it is evil, and your conscience is not convicting you. This is what I'm talking about. You must have something in your conscience. Oh my days. There is a place where you are driving, and something tells you that park and pray in tongues for 10 minutes. The ministry, the service of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we are doing things, and then apostles say, Hey, let's change all this thing, and let's change all this thing. Let me tell you, it's not easy to work with these apostles and prophets who, because people who are led of the Holy Spirit, they will not say things that your mind will, will think that this is the way to go. When you think that this is life, we are going to the next level, and this is how it will look like, they will come and say another thing. And, and, and for me, I've always had to go back and, and, and sit quietly and say, Holy Spirit. Guide us in truth. Holy Spirit, I don't know what is happening, but I don't know until you have said it, until you have revealed. Oh, I, this week I was listening to a funny story. A man of God told, because you know there was um, a, a revival called the Toronto Blessing. I don't know how many of you have heard about it, but that movement is called Catch the Fire. So when the Toronto Blessing happened, there were a lot of strange manifestations of the Holy Spirit. A lot of strange manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So in one of the manifestations, one of the pastors was on his knees and was barking. Can you imagine? You have come to church and apostle is on his knees barking. So this man of God said, he now went and told God, he said, God, have you seen right now that this level is too much? Have you seen what they are doing? He said, yes. So what do you think about this? 
He said, in that moment, the Spirit of the Lord told him, he said, the devil has come into my church and he's operating. And I wish that my priests and my pastors and my servants were barking at the enemy, but they are silent. So you see, when he saw the manifestation, he didn't understand it, but he was quick to judge. And when he went back to ask the Holy Spirit, what do you think about this thing? The Holy Spirit spoke to him. Descending the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I'll just give one more and then we pray. Hmm. The last thing I'll say. In Mark 16, verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Mark 16, 20. There is a place where the Holy Spirit's ministry is to confirm the preaching of the word. That is why one of the ethics of ministry is that the word must be preached. Hey, it doesn't matter where your height is in if you stop preaching the word of God, you have, you, have, you have lost it. Because the calling, the calling and the ministry is to announce the gospel, is to preach the gospel. If there was nothing we could do, we must not miss preaching the gospel. Look, we can have eight meetings a week and we can prophesy on only two of those meetings. But if we don't preach the gospel, if we don't speak the word, then we are losing it. We are missing the point. Because one of the ways to know the ministry of the Holy Spirit is the confirmation of the word that was preached. So if we preach love, the Holy Spirit must, must, must confirm that ministry. If we preach faith, if today I saw in the morning, we're talking about breakthrough, praying for breakthrough, there must be breakthrough. If there is no breakthrough, nobody must tell you that the Holy Spirit is not there. Because what, what, whatever you preach, there must be a confirmation. Of what, what that which was preached. So if we preach that Jesus delivers, if we preach that Jesus heals, there must be deliverance and there must be healing because the Holy Spirit is the confirmer of the word of God. He will confirm with signs. He will confirm with manifestations. He will make himself known. And tonight, that is all I want us to pray about. Where have you missed the Holy Spirit? What has the Holy Spirit told you that if you, when you look at with your kind of mind, this thing didn't look like the Holy Ghost. What has happened in your life that when you looked at it, you say, Oh, this one, God is not here. This one, God is not in this one, God. When you saw some ah, yesterday I was in prayer and the Lord was just convicting me about something. He said, Alfred, if really I asked you to bring a homeless person into your home, will you bring him? And I saw that it's true. Although I, I, I love a lot, but you see, I have not really, really, really prepared my heart to bring somebody who is sleeping by the roadside and let him come and stay in my home and live with my family. I've not, it has not even crossed my mind. But I was in pain. The spirit of God. What, what am I saying? There is a place he will minister to you. There is a place. I want us to pray about the first one. The ministry of the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus. Where are you in your revelation of Jesus? When I came, my brother Aka was leading us to pray that we may know him, that we may know him, that we may know him. We will know him if the Holy Spirit reveals him to us. 
And that is a prayer we want to pray. That, oh God, by the ministry, by the service of the Holy Spirit, whatever the Holy Spirit says to us about Jesus, that is what we will know. If he doesn't say anything to us about Jesus, we will not know anything more about Jesus. People of God, the disciples worked with Jesus. Why didn't they know Jesus as the Messiah? Because that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The one who even revealed Peter, when the Father revealed to him, even two minutes later, he was saying something that Jesus said, the devil, uh, he revealed Satan in Peter. How? Because that thing just came through Peter. But that thing, Peter didn't have a revelation of it. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, Peter went and denied Jesus three times. Until the day of Pentecost came. When Pentecost came, Peter stood up and he preached the message. A fisherman, he preached the message. He combined scriptures. He, 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 he made revelation look palpable. He, he made everything make sense out of a confusing situation. People were saying people were drunk. He stood and said, these people are not drunk. They are fulfilling scripture. You want to pray. There is always a dimension of Jesus you don't know. But that dimension is hidden in the Holy Spirit. He must reveal it to him because he is the one who reveals Jesus. And it is one of the key things you need to discern that the Holy Spirit is around. You want to say, oh God, by the ministry of the Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to me in another dimension. In the name of Jesus, begin to make that prayer. Thank <laughs> you. 
Yesterday, I heard a man of God. This conference will now be recorded. Yes, <laughs> Let's just pray in the spirit as we wait for our brethren. I think many haven't even realized Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. I feel the anointed. I feel the angels of God moving all over. I just see God ministering to his people. People of God, you know, sometimes when these things happen, we will credit it to the devil. But today we are talking about descending the move of the Holy Spirit. So could it be that I was talking to 80 people, but only, only maybe 30 were active listeners? <laughs> or maybe 40? Do you see some of these things? So you see sometimes, eh, people will say that, hey, let me get out of that thing. Listen, God bless you for being here. I want to pray. My time is almost up. Let us pray about the second, the second one, conviction. There are three levels of conviction that have to do with the conscience. The conviction concerning sin, 
the conviction concerning righteousness and the conviction concerning judgment. One has to do with the world, that has to do with the church because Jesus is lifted, and the third one has to do with judgment, that has to do with the kingdom of darkness. You want to pray that by the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you will recognize everybody will be doing something and they don't call it sin, and you, God will come to you and say that from this day forward, don't do this thing again. <laughs> and you are like, ah, is this a sin? Is this a sin? Listen, if you start doing those things with the Holy Spirit, you are not going to go far. We call them the personalized dealings of God. The definition of sin is anything that does not please God. So everybody can do something. Every church can do something. And God will say, hey, TPNA, everybody is doing it. But in your case, you will not be like that. Because when you do it, it will be sin. When people were drinking wine. The two sons of Moses, no, Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, they went and offered an unholy sacrifice, an unholy incense. And when they offered an unholy incense, they were killed. So the people of Israel went to investigate. What happened? He said they were drunk. And God made it a law. He said from this day forth, no priest will drink. Meanwhile, the rest of the people of Israel were drinking. Sometimes people say, oh, we, we want more of God. We want more of God. Can you handle the ministry of the Holy Spirit when he starts saying, me, when God told me, stop that thing. Every day you are watching film. I can do all night with film. And God wanted my night for himself. And so, he said, now, unto you, O son Alfred, watching movies overnight is a sin. From henceforth, you shall pray at night. You shall not watch film. If I get up and I say, I bind that voice, because I am a son, and for freedom Christ has set us free. <laughs> quote, I quote. When the Holy Spirit is talking, me too, I'm quoting scriptures. Now, if I didn't stop watching film at night, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, today I wouldn't even be giving prayer points because that thing was leading me to a certain valley and it was just a matter of time. Hey, do you know when I saw how serious the thing was? I'll never forget. I was on Legon campus. I went to lead prayer and I closed my eyes and I saw one of the sex scenes in the films I had been watching. Hi, it came right there before me. I said, what, what I'm supposed to be seeing in the spirit? Now look at what I'm seeing. But nobody told me to go and obey. I changed. I repented. You want to make that prayer? Oh God, by the ministry of the Holy Spirit, cause me to be convicted concerning these three areas. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. Give me grace to obey you. Give me grace to identify you in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to make that prayer. Mazabra katelebra de sefala basaya asisi asosa le katole braka yatakalaya because the Holy Spirit comes concerning sin, concerning righteousness, concerning judgment. Oh God, we are in your hands. We are in your feet. We are in your hands. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. Let the light of God shine upon us. Let the light of God shine upon us. Let the light of God shine upon us. 
my time is up let's push this last prayer listen the last thing i want us to pray about in discerning the ministry of the holy spirit he guides us in truth we want to pray for the guidance in truth listen every there we call certain things the foundational doctrines of the kingdom there are 21 foundational doctrines in christianity like when you read in hebrews 6 the doctrine of the laying on of hands repentance from dead works all those things they are true laying on of hands is true but you must be guided in laying on of hands because even through laying on of hands which is not just for impartation but in putting people who are immature in places of leadership you're going to have a challenge because you must be guided you must be led look david has been chosen as god's anointed but he is not going to come into rulership at age 16 he's going to come to rulership 14 years later when he's 30 years old joseph has been shown in a vision that he is going to be a great man and even his father his mother and his brothers will bow down to him but that thing is not for the 17 year old immature boy who will go and share his dream with his brothers it is for a mature 30 year old joseph who has gone to prison who has interpreted dreams and been forgotten and now he has character has been formed in him integrity has come upon him he can now be elevated because he has been tested the guidance in truth is necessary why are you doing bible study well it is one of the core principles of christianity we must study the bible okay why is it that there's a scripture in the bible which says that you think that in the scriptures you search the scriptures because you think in them therein you will find me but you do not come to me ah but god is it not the scriptures that will make us find you you say no you said the scriptures he said but you do not come to me so the scripture and you what is the difference that is why in the sounds they say in thy light we see light or that day i've been using it to guard their no in thy light we see light it is supposed to tell us that what there is a light which is a revelation and there is a greater light so there is something you know today which is a truth at your level but when you go deeper with god 
he must guide you into another dimension of truth. That is why when you come, they say, desire that you will prophesy. Ah, after prophesying for some time, now you, have you realized that there, there comes a time in the man of God's ministry that they'll begin to teach the word. Why, why don't they just prophesy? Because in the beginning, that was a truth. But they must be guided in truth. In the beginning, God may say this. You say evangelize. In another time, you say no. Right now, come to the people. Go on a retreat. Teach them the word. Teach them to know me. Sometimes possibly teaching about angels and descending angels. Listen, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is, is linked with the ministry of, the, of, of angels. But if you don't know how to submit to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, angelic ministry can even lead you to error. And that is why the balance of all these things is what? The person of the Holy Spirit in knowing him intimately so that when that inner voice comes to you, you will know. We are making a prayer. Guidance in truth. Even when you are ministering, there will come a time you are even in the process of ministering and the Holy Spirit will come and say, stop. Don't reveal anymore. Seal this one. Then you say, stop. This one. Ah, last time I was doing something, I thought everything was okay. Then the Lord just came to me afterwards. He said, everything you went and said, go and change it all over again. And you see, sometimes eh, he'll put you in situations that it will deal with your ego. It will deal with your pride. It will deal with the part of you that wants to feel like, yeah, I'm a man of God. This thing, I, if I saw it, I saw it. If I had it, I had it. I can bet my last dime. You know, we've all said all those things. So, and then it backfired. And then when it backfired, I said, God, why? He said, yeah, I wanted to see whether you change your language. And honor me, because anytime I use you, it is for my glory. It is for the glory of the Father. You want to make that prayer. God, by the ministry of the Holy Spirit, guide us in truth. Even when we are working for you, even when we are doing things in your name, there is a certain truth. There is something about the truth that it is like there is always a greater revelation. Father, guide us in truth by the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to make that prayer. Masakra de somalasaya azikatolo masakele masaya lekatama masaya. Guide me in truth. I've been so sick. Guide me in truth. I've been lost. Guide me in truth. In the presence of God, I'm <laughs> 
you know somewhere when i was on campus 2006-2007 i would wake up and i would go and stand on the summer field and pray 4 a.m to 6 4 a.m to 6 a.m and i remember that was when i started having encounters I would come and sleep at 6 a.m. And it was like between 6 to 8 a.m. I would always have divine encounters. That is when God will show me the end time. You show me the church and you tell me that the church is not ready. Go and tell my church to be ready for my camp. I'm talking about 2006, 2007. I'm in 2022. When would those things that he showed me happen? But later on, he started showing me other revelations. And then I saw that in the beginning, the call was evangelistic in nature. I even asked questions. I said, I've been in this Brazil seven years for crying out loud. Eh? What I told you want me to be doing in this place? But you see, there is a truth. Yes, I sent you to that place. That is not all. The, the truth about what I'm doing it will be unfolded, but some of that truth is tied to time. So you see, when I started, I thought encounter was everything. And so everything I was praying for is encounter. And then one day God told me, he said, after encounter, you must get down from the mountain and you must do. After you have had a revelation, don't just be excited about receiving prophecy. Don't just be excited about visions and dreams. Work on it. You must dream and wake up because a dream is not eternal. Life is not just dream world. Life is not just visions. You must begin to plan. You must begin to execute. You must begin to make moves, concrete steps. We are praying tonight for the ministry of the Holy Spirit so that we can discern when he is revealing Jesus, all these things good. But after this meeting, you must be able when you come into your relations with people, you must be able to discern when the Holy Spirit is speaking to your child. You must be able to discern when the Holy Spirit is speaking to your boss. You must be able to discern when the Holy Spirit is speaking to the traffic light. This is what we are talking about. The thing cannot end here in the prayer session. After this session, you must be able to sit down and say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me now? That is the continuation. That is the continuation. That is the practicality of the gospel. So people of God, I want to encourage you. Really appreciate your time. God bless you for staying till now. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry about the technical hitches, but let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your visitation. Thank you for breathing upon your people once again. Thank you for the release of your spirit that by these keys, 
your people will be able to discern your move. That they will be able to recognize when we are out of line. That they will be able to be guided in truth. That they will be able to know when Jesus is being reviewed and exalted. And they will be able to perceive when it is no longer Jesus being exalted. That they will be able to flee from the enemy and the wicked by the conviction of your spirit. That they will be able to shun evil and sin because the Holy Spirit is convicting them. That they will be able to stand in the place of righteousness because of the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That they will be able to stand in the place of the certainty, the assurance that the kingdom of darkness will not go free. The kingdom of darkness will be judged and they will pay for everything they have done to the sons and daughters of God because that conviction came to us from the Holy Ghost. I pray for your man servant wherever he is. I pray, oh God, for every member of TPN. Let the ministry of the Holy Spirit not pass us by. Let the inner voice of the Holy Spirit be amplified in our spirits. That we may recognize you. Oh, yes, Lord. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. We bless your children. We establish, oh God, and the release of every blessing. I establish every healing. Everything you have done in this meeting. Lord, we cannot answer it all, but we give you the glory. And we say, let your children return with testimony. Let your children return with testimony. Let your children return with visible proofs. Let tonight be a night of crossover. That before March will end, they will still see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Let their expectations not be cut off because their expectation of the righteous shall never be cut off. We declare as concerns any plan and purpose of the wicked. Tonight, oh God, let the hand of the Lord, the right hand of the Lord be stretched. The outstretched arm of the Lord be against the enemy to root them out in the mighty name of Jesus. By your mercies, oh God, and by your grace, let your love overflow and let your blessing be sealed in the life of your children. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name because you have heard us. Amen and amen. 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 Announcement. Please, there's no announcement. All right. So I think God bless you, man of God. Amen. God bless you too, man of God. So I believe tomorrow morning we'll be having um, command your day. It's five thirty. Yes, five thirty a.m. Shall we please share the grace? May the grace of the our Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. 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 Amen.